edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Talent Tomar Taylor. Yeah, throw one of some Spanish in there already. It is May 2nd. It's almost midnight, believe it or not. It's 80 degrees down here in South Florida. It's another lovely day. It's a little muggish, a little muggish. Like, it could have been a little bit cooler, but you know, we're quickly getting up on July. Well, summer, I should say. We got a whole bunch to talk about. Like we're going to talk about some hockey today, some UFC, some WWE. We're going to talk about some amateur football. Maybe some baseball, a little bit of heat. You know, Houston, NBA, you know, NBA playoffs. NFL drafts, weed, belly shirts, and <laughs> weedstagrams. But you know what I say. Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to stalk some sports. So... start talking woo 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 I, <clears throat> I know it's felt like it's a quick turnaround time but you know what you you getting two shows this week that's why yeah yeah you can get the show Tuesday morning you're gonna get the next one Saturday after Saturday evening sometime before the before the next game as before we go anywhere and get started as as in regular fashion in the background we have the very very captivated game between Oklahoma City and the San Antonio Spurs. And after the uh, Oklahoma City was, you know, Thunder, after the Thunder was just embarrassed, completely embarrassed in game one, everybody wanted to see how it was going to come out for game two. And so far, they've, 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 they're answering the bell. They're currently up 85-82, six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. As looks like we have a turnover. So, <clears throat> talking about basketball in the background, let's continue to talk about basketball everywhere. And let's start off with, with the Golden State Warriors because the Golden State Warriors and Stephen Curry as a whole, but the Golden State, Golden State Warriors keeps intriguing me. Time after time after time again. And it's for a lot of reasons. You know, Golden State has always been, like I said, I've before, Golden State has been a team that's been on my radar for almost a decade now for little reasons. Their franchise wasn't, wasn't good. It always made me wonder how can you have a California-based franchise and you not be able to draw the potential out of it. But that's, that's, that's almost the same thing to say about franchises that come and go in Miami regardless of what you're doing so or South Florida as a whole you know Florida but you have your areas to even to the point where they finally do draft Stephen Curry and initially it didn't seem like they were willing to take the necessary steps to build around him but then they hire a coach and this one coach finally starts to make some moves and with Stephen Curry, you know, builds a little bit of a team. Steve Kerr comes in and builds a rest. Right, finishes off the rest. They become a champion. So now we're sitting here 
almost a year, almost a full year after Golden State has become a champion, right? They went through the whole entire regular season and put up the best record ever in NBA history. We all know this. This is well documented. What we also fail to realize at the same time is that for almost half the season, they did that without their head coach. And that's something to take into consideration and to even be baffled about. Because if you remove the head coach off of the majority of these teams, they're not functioning like this. Like, I'm sorry. Like, a lot of these teams that, that, that are able to put themselves together for winning, like the Clippers, I don't think the Clippers are winning. Maybe Chris Paul, maybe Chris Paul helps, you know, get these guys in line. You know, as well as, like, the floor general to help. But I'm telling you, there's not a lot of teams out there that you're saying to yourself that without their head coach, this team just knows what to do with their assistant coach. So then, they continue, and, and like I said, for majority of the season without their head coach, 73, 73 games. Completely, I can say completely, like, annihilates, but erases the Chicago Bulls 72-win season out of the record books. Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan, them are no longer the best team in NBA history, record-wise. So then the playoffs roll around. And very early into the playoffs, very early into the playoffs, first round. When I even say first round, what were we talking about? Game two? First round. You lose your MVP from basically the last two seasons. Not your finals MVP from your champ, you know, from your from your playoff run, but definitely your your MVP for the regular season from last year and should be the MVP for the regular season for this year. As Oklahoma City is currently up 91-86 with three minutes left to go. This will be big for Oklahoma City if they're able to still win in San Antonio. This is going to be really big, but we're going to see. You know, you know how that goes. We're going to see. And now... Golden State is currently in the playoffs, and they don't have their MVP. The best player in the league, they do not have. And they make it past a Houston team. A Houston team that I have to remind you, that is, that is, is so disappointing to the fact that I cannot stop mentioning the fact that James Harden made it to a final. Dwight Howard made it to a final. We're talking about all-star. That's all, both of them all-stars that have made it to finals. Jason Terry, champion. You, you know, Trevor Ariza, champion. The countless amount of guys that have been in... Um, the pothead from Miami, the, 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 the knucklehead from Atlanta, Josh Smith and, and Michael Beasley, you know? Like, these guys all have playoff experience. Right, 
Michael Beasley has playoff experience on a championship caliber team. And yet, in Houston, nobody manages to get it right. But that's not what we're talking about. This We don't want to keep talking about Houston. Houston, Houston has, has to be the biggest. When I say absolute biggest disappointment this whole entire season. Because they're not like the Clippers that, 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 were, riddled, that were riddled with injuries. So, it allowed a team like Portland... You know, and Damian Lillard to do what's necessary and eliminate them from the playoffs. No, no, no. That didn't happen to Houston. What got injured was their pride or their will to fight. Like, they just don't have it. So, so I digress just a little bit. A little bit, a little sidetrack, a little sidetrack. I don't mean to. Golden State now gets past Houston. As I said, Houston has no heart. They're... Like, if they were the Wizard of Oz, they, like, the Wiz- Houston are the Tin Man. That's who they are. Houston has a problem, and, that, and it's because they're the Tin Man. And Golden State runs by them. And Portland does what they're supposed to do, and they run by the Clippers, who are just riddled with injuries. Riddled, riddled, riddled with injuries, you know? And now we got to get Portland versus the Clippers, right? And I'm going to tell you, remember on the last podcast, I told you I was watching... This Portland Clippers game. Well, I am gonna wholeheartedly admit to you today that I am one hundred percent happy, glad, Garrett, like ecstatic that I caught that game. That game was nothing to sneeze at. You would think that basically the L.A. Clippers with no Chris Paul and no Blake Griffin played. How you thought the Houston team with all of their healthy stars would play. They took the fight to <laughs> to Portland as much as they could for as long as they could. And we're talking about part of and early in the game, Austin Rivers gets his face smashed in. Literally gets his face smashed in. A cut above his eye and a cut underneath his eye. Has to go in. They glue it shut or something like that. I think he, I, mean, I, don't, I can't remember. I don't, was, did he glue it or he got staples or stitches? But 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 they but they shut him up. I know I know that he had. I think he had like like I think he had something tapish on the bottom on the bottom cheek that keep that kept on leaking. But then come, comes back into the game and plays. You understand? Face smash comes back into the p- game and plays harder. With a smashed face than anybody on that Houston Rockets t- did this whole entire season. Not just this playoffs. Not just when they were on the verge of being eliminated. But this whole entire season. Houston won games because they just happened to have as much talent on their team as I said they have. And yet with, with all that talent, the team that went to the Western Conference Championship last year. Pfft. So... I was again happy, 100% ecstatic that I caught that game. That game was absolutely everything you could have wanted from a playoff game, especially when you're talking about a game where you're losing your your two biggest stars. Jamal Crawford stepped up as much as he could. As I told you, Austin Rivers, Austin Austin Rivers did nothing else as prove that he at least deserves to be in this league with his with at least that kind of dedication and, and fervor and, and will to fight. 
J.J. Redick, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan goes down in that game, and they're still fighting harder than... Yes. <laughs> you want to be... Yes. You want to be like, oh, my God, how much how much more can happen to them? Yes. So I told you that that their, their premium point guard and their premium big man were, were already sitting down with injuries for this game. Well, guess what? Their backup point guard and their premium big... And their other premium big man, you know? Oh, uh, you know a secondary ball handling, a secondary big bed, both also go you know go down in this game. Can't remember if DeAndre Jordan came back and came back and played this game. Can't remember at all. He stepped on somebody's ankle. I think it might have been Plumley. I think that's if Plumley plays for Portland. Steps steps on Plumley's foot on Rose's ankle. Next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom, he's laying on the floor. He's out of the room. And yet, yes, the Clippers still fought harder than anything else. And now so Portland is now we have a, a matchup with the with Portland Trailblazers and the Golden State Warriors. And the Golden State Warriors, once again, a Portland team that like I said, that, that fought a Clippers team, that played a Clippers team that that was fighting to the to tooth and nail, right? But still Portland came out on top. Damon Lillard is still a, 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 a pretty bad ass point guard. And yet, still without Stephen Curry, Golden State made him look mediocre. When is the last time, or when have we ever seen this happen? Like, do you do you realize this, right? Over the stretch of two seasons, and I keep telling you, to almost similar to what he did in college with Davidson and putting those boys on the map and it's helping them be whatever they can be. But... With the last two seasons, we've seen Golden State break all kinds of records and, and make history. From Stephen Curry's shooting, you know, to the amount of three-pointers he's putting up in a game that, that, are, that are surpassing people's whole entire career. You know, and, and we're talking about three, four hundred, you know, three-pointers in, in a season now. From Golden State winning 73 games, they are now also winning games without, without, without their two-time MVP. In the playoffs, in the second round of the playoffs. That's special. But we're going to talk about that and more when we come back from this commercial. Take off. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. As this next segment is brought to you by Multivest Games. Multivest Games, play more, save more. If you, if you haven't checked those guys out, you need to check them out. I'm going to give you guys a gaming tidbit, right? That I have to constantly remind people. If you still are rocking by any, for any chance, believe it or not, like the... And oh, and I have to thank Multivest Games for my brand new Xbox One Halo 5 Edition. This joke is sexy, it makes noises, the controller is bad, like the speed is the one terabyte, it is phenomenal, I cannot get enough of it. And that's going to go right into what, put it a tip, I was going to tell you guys about, about gaming, period. If, you, if you're still playing on one of those old generation models, you really just need to, you need to stop. You, you need to stop, you need to put it away, 
save your money up stop buying stop buying brand new games for it and put your money away and find somewhere where you could do a lay a layaway plan like at multivest games and start paying on a new system because take a game that that i that i wholeheartedly love like nba 2k right nba 2k I can't, I, don't, I can't speak of NBA 2K14 because I never played it because it has LeBron on the cover. Yes, that petty. We'll leave it at that. So NBA 2K15 and 16, right? When you play it on the Xbox 360 or the PS3, it is a completely different game, completely different story mode, completely different experience than it is on Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. That's one of the first things that made me realize it. That made me also realize that I, I was no longer going to keep shopping for games. Actually, I realized that in 14. I wasn't going to keep on any more shopping for any more of these games. I, I, I couldn't do it because I can't even guarantee I'm going to be getting the same game that you will get on the next generation system. But now here comes the, the big coup de grace. So as I told you, I recently picked up my, my new system for Multivest Games. I told you, that, face, that place is phenomenal. The prices, everything. The place is phenomenal. And I'm over here picking up a few games. And I look down and I realize, huh, what do you know? NBA 2K15, brand new, $12. I was like, is that right? He goes, yeah. The store owner, when I say he. And I'm wondering, but... That's not possible because I'm over here looking at the PlayStation 3 NBA 2K15 and no doubt it is sitting there for $24. I'm like, no, 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 no. This can't be right. I'm like, Multivest Games must be ripping people off, right? Because that's what you would think, right? So I go on, 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 on the GameStop app, right? Because I'm like, you know what? If there's competitors I'm gonna I'm gonna be comparing them to, you know, let me look at their competitors' prices. So check out the competitors' prices. First I look up the NBA 2K15 for the PS4 or for the Xbox um Xbox One. At the time I believe it was like fifteen dollars. I was like, huh. Well one, it is it that is basically the price and Obviously, Multivest had it slightly cheaper. So I look up the PS3 model. And no doubt, without a shadow, like, without a shadow, though, that sucker is sitting there at $27.99. And I'm like, wow. So not only has the gaming industry come to a point where they're like, listen, if you're buying the old games now, we're not going to give you the same kind of gaming experience that we're giving the people on a new one. But when we drop the prices on this, we're not even going to drop them to make it, to make it even beneficial to you any, anymore. Like, we're going to keep the prices up so high that when you look at it, you're like, why do I even have this system still? Because if you're not... Because also, like I said, if you haven't realized it as well, now most games that are coming out... Like, I, I think I was discussing this with, with a friend of mine. A dear, dear, dear friend of mine. <laughs> You know who you are. And I was telling them that there's, there's no more two-player games, really. That the way they've done it now, they've done it very, very strategically, but they've made sure now, like, listen, 
if you there's no more two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight player games really like that anymore. If you want to play with your friends, then they want a console in every single house. They want a game in every single home. You can take your console, you can take your game, you can go ahead and buy an online subscription, and you can play with your friends there. But this whole meet up together and go in and play. So while you guys and 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 also as I say this, it also feels like in a weird way. I also need to say this and 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 take up for this generation that is now growing up, where you see like a lot of these memes that that fly around that take take shots of this generation for not coming together and doing stuff together like that anymore, or like even just seeing like a bunch of like their bikes outside of a house because they're all grouped up together. Well, guess what? Part of the reason why we all had bikes in one person's house, if we weren't doing some retarded ish. Like wrestling in a basement on on concrete floors, <laughs> you know. Then we then we were together playing the newest Nintendo, the newest Sega Genesis, the newest PlayStation game, you know, or the newest Xbox game. We were all get together doing that. Well, guess what? The game, the way the gaming industry built their new games, it no longer allows for that. So everybody is at home sitting there with a headset on, talking to each other with their own game. You can't even play with your own like you don't, like put it so you realize that your cousins can't even come over and play anymore unless you guys just want to share and take turns and you know how that goes. You know how that goes when you're kids. That never goes well. Then we've sidetracked enough <laughs> to give Multivest a very, very proper welcoming and, and, and shout out for like I said, like the great stuff that they've done, like I am currently, like, the way that I, I managed to shop it and with this, and like, I ended up getting, like, seven or eight games, really, for, like, the price of, like, one, like, due to the, like, listen, or two? Yeah, because one of the games I bought came with, came with two other games in it, you know, and then the Halo came with, like, yeah, it was, like, it was, it was just, it was just really good pickings, really good pickings. So, as we move on, right? And we want to talk about some of these other sports that we are watching, right? Because like I said, it's all because like I said this segment is, is brought to you by Multivest Games. So this is all about the games, and there are games going on everywhere. Like there are baseball games going on, there are professional major league baseball games going on everywhere, and I am not watching any of them. <laughs> and, and listen, I'm not watching any of them, but but I'm gonna tell you what I kind of expected based off how last season went. Because I have also haven't listened to much. I've, I've, you know, I've heard some, but I haven't paid attention yet. My ear isn't there yet. Like, this season, I'll go ham in, in baseball because I'm also going to be most likely watching a bunch of games and sitting here like a crazy person and, and, and doing commentary and, commentary and play-by-play, you know, I mean, to myself. So, what I'm expecting is that, based off the teams that I care about, you know, New York teams, Florida teams, maybe some teams with some superstars, maybe. But... The New York Mets, I'm expecting to be good this year, right? Based off how they finished last year, they made a pretty decent run. They had really good pitching. They've added some bats, and I'm pretty sure they would have added some more during either the offseason or throughout this season. So I'm expecting I'm expecting the Mets to be pretty good. I'm hoping that the Yankees are doing okay, but I'm expecting them to to be um, a semi a semi mediocre team. You know what I mean? Or below or or below average team, I should say. Let's say that. And. Oklahoma City Thunder currently call timeout. We see Spurs fans trying to rally themselves. Oh, as the Oklahoma City is up 98 to 97 with 13.5 seconds left in the fourth quarter. And as soon as I can tell you who has possession, I will let you know. But I think. No, no. 
Let's see what happens here. Let's see what happens here. Oh, man. Oh, man. They just fouled LaMarcus Aldridge on a three-point shot earlier. I don't know what part of the game that was. <laughs> but... Yeah, this game is going is going down to the wire. You're seeing you're you're seeing all kinds of people with their head down, praying in in the stands. Uh, you see Serge Ibaka praying, walking onto the court. So as I told you, I'm not watching these baseball games. Like, and, I'm sorry, you might have to you might have to take a moment as as we catch the end of this game. And like I said, this is now going to be a very pivotal game one. Score is 98-97, 13.5 seconds left. Oklahoma City is inbounding the ball. Trying to get the ball in, trying to get the ball in, trying to get the ball in, trying to get the ball in. They get the ball in. Kevin Durant gets it, and it's stolen by the th it's stolen by the Spurs, and the Spurs get the ball. Seven seconds left. Ginobili has the ball. He he dishes it out. It's a three pointer by Patty Mills. It's blocked. It's taken up. Wait, wait, wait. We scramble for the ball. Time runs out, and Oklahoma City holds on, and they win the and they win the game, ninety eight, ninety seven. Woo! What an ending. Serge Ibaka with some monster defensive plays to help come out, help his team come out the victory. Um, David West is is livid. He 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 is he is he is all kinds of upset. He's barking. Like David West wasn't even in the play. He's off the bench barking in his sweatsuit, barking at 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 the at the officials. Um, Ginobili um, goes over and has a very polite talk with the officials. And now it seems that like Greg Popovich is having a not-so-polite talk with all three officials. Definitely giving him a piece of mind. One, two. They're talking about the contact that he made. Then they say, okay, so there was the loose ball. Okay, so here we go. They're reviewing the replay. And I'm trying to see what they're upset about. And I guess they're, and I guess they're saying, oh, no. Oh, wow. Okay, so I see what they're saying. They are complaining about Sergi Baca. Sergi Baca, um, when Marcus Aldridge had the ball, I was trying to get to the ball. Sergi Baca just, just literally just flattened him. Just threw elbows. But <clears throat> we could take another better look at this at some other time. Just know that Oklahoma City has officially tied up that series 1-1 in dramatic fashion. So as we, as we go back to baseball, because that's what we were talking about here. We were talking about baseball and all the games going on, right? And... I'm not, and the Mets, and, and the Yankees, you know what, I'm just going to say that, I'm not expecting the Yankees to be too well, because, like, to be honest with you, as long as the Yankees continue to, to harbor A-Rod and reward his bad behavior, like, I hope they do, I hope they do back, because I hope that they get some karma from it, because Sergi Bach, I mean, not Sergi, but A-Rod does not belong in that team, so, like, I mean, I kind of want them to do okay, but I'm expecting them to be, to be less than mediocre, they... They have a bunch of needs that they haven't fixed. Um, that only game I saw um, so far this year, um, I saw CC Sabathia pitching, and he looked like, well, let's just put it this way. I'm glad to see that CC Sabathia is back in the league pitching, and he has overcome his alcoholism. But, um,. I'm not really too concerned about the Yankees right now. And, like I said, they, they probably are sucking. And, when I say sucking, I do mean, like, below four, below 500. I'm below, I'm saying I'm like, three, maybe below four. <laughs> um, 
And I know one thing. I know the Florida Marlins have a drug issue with steroids, and, and their biggest hitter isn't going to be able to play in not not only in the eighty games for this season, but for the postseason. So, I guess that's going to be one good way to make sure that some of these people may uh, maybe deterred a little bit to not want to do these kind of drugs. And yes, we are even going to talk a little bit of hockey. Cause you know what? I'm not watching any hockey either. <laughs> I, I listen. I know. What, I know what you think. Like I should be watching some hockey. I, and, I, and I do want to watch hockey. I want to watch hockey so bad. You have no clue. I like every fiber of me wants to watch hockey. Like I know one thing. I know that the Islanders, the Brooklyn Islanders, have advanced into the into the in, in the playoffs. <laughs> They are currently taking on, 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 let me see, who are they, who are they taking on? Are they taking on the Nationals? I don't know if they're talking to the Nationals, but I know I do know a tidbit about the Nationals. The Nationals, one of the Nationals players, number 21, named Fisher, he's married to Carrie Underwood. Yep, who knew? With that, we're going to take another commercial break and we'll be back. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. We are back. Thank you again for listening. This is still the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, still Talent T. Taylor. You should still be listening somewhere either. SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio. I believe those are the only two platforms that I have. Listen, if there's somewhere else, you let me know. That's what I know of. You can find me on Twitter, Mighty Sports. Find me on Facebook, Mighty Sports. Listen, listen we're giving you things everywhere. When I say everywhere, I'm talking about like anywhere you want to be. Every single place, where we're giving it to you, from 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 New York to Miami.
Yeah, you thought I was about to run that back, didn't you? Nope. Yeah. So, as I informed you guys, this past Saturday, I was out there doing PA. I was able to catch the game of the from the UFF League, UFF of America, United Football League of America, of United Football, United Florida Football League of Florida of America, UFF of America. <laughs> And I have to make one quick correction, and I guess I'll do that correction now instead of the end of this show, like I, w- I was going to do with the other corrections. But it was the Hollywood Browns, and they did not take on the Barracudas for a third time this season. They actually ended up taking on the Florida Stingrays. Still not quite sure how that came about, because even on the website it says that they should have taken on the Barracudas, but I know who they played. I was there. I saw it. Saw the whole thing. It was a great game. So, Hollywood Browns continue their streak as they play now in what's considered their first playoff game. So, this is the second round of the wild card game. Hollywood Browns 10 and 0 take on the Florida Stingrays 5 and 5. Now, before you look at those two records, you have to also remember this is the second round of the playoffs. So, the Stingrays had to win a game to take on the Browns. So even though the Stingrays record were five and five, they had to beat the South Metropolitan Division leaders, the seven and three Broward Outlaws, just to qualify to play the reigning defending ten and O champs, Hollywood Browns. As Greg Popovich is currently now on the on the podium giving his speech, looking very loquacious and very perturbed. It was a lovely night. It was a good night for football that night. As as like I said, game took place at seven o'clock at Joe Carter Stadium. As it was gonna take place again this Saturday at Joe Carter Stadium. And I'll give you the opponents when I find that out. Yeah, but this one's gonna be there. The game started off very, 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 very quickly and very much in the Hollywood Browns' favor as they quickly hit for um, their first touchdown is for 71 yards. It's a 71-yard bomb from quarterback number 12, Daryl Hopper, to wide receiver number 24, also named Daryl, Daryl Betson. Now... That happens in the first quarter as they quickly jumped out to an 8-0 lead in the first quarter. Second quarter, we get more of Brown's dominance as they go for, as number 12, the quarterback, Harper. He throws for his second touchdown of the evening. This time to number 7, Daryl Madrid. So now we're in the second quarter, and now the Hollywood Browns are up 16-0 to what looks like it's probably going to be quickly a blowout. But nope, 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 nope. 
the Florida Stingrays managed to put together a, a touchdown in the second quarter. They go for the extra point, and they happen to get held up. So they come out the so we come out the first half, sixteen to six Browns. Third quarter rolls on. Actually, as I say in that, the third quarter rolls on, and the Browns decide to do a quarterback change, and they switch from number twelve Daryl Harper to number eighteen. Reggie Hayes. Reggie Hayes, Reggie quickly takes advantage of the Browns' momentum, and he st- quickly strikes for another touchdown. He throws to number seven. He throws a touchdown to number seven, Daryl Mari, Daryl Madry. So now, this is Daryl Madry's second touchdown of the game. Daryl Madry caught the first touchdown, uh, caught the touchdown in the second quarter from. From the quarterback Daryl Harper, and now he catches the first touchdown of the second half from from number eighteen quarterback Reggie Ho- Reggie Hayes. This is now makes the Browns' third touchdown of the evening, and things are starting to look like they're getting out of hand. It's getting later to the third quarter, and the Browns are up twenty four six, and then all of a sudden. When it seems like the blowout is almost in the bag. The Stingrays go. And they fire off 16 unanswered points. And they kind of force the Browns. And and basically they get that score to 24 to 22. It's a two point game now. In the fourth quarter. Late in the fourth quarter. As now it seems that the Browns are continuing to focus again, but the Stingrays march back down the field to get back into scoring position. And for the first time of the game, they are actually in position to go up and put the Browns on their heels. With the game looming. The Browns get a pivotal stop on the three on the three yard line and stop them. First and goal, second and goal, third and goal, fourth and goal, turnover on downs. From the three yard line, the Browns take over. Game still 24-22 Browns. And to secure the victory. Or to attempt to secure the victory, I should say. The Browns continue to march downfield. And they march downfield and they march downfield. And they march all the way downfield. A couple of penalties set them back. A couple of stops on the goal line. But then eventually, the Hollywood Browns secured a victory with a 10-yard run by their starting running back. Number one, DeAndre Sanders, which will eventually end up being the game-winning touchdown as the Browns secure a 32-22 victory over the Stingrays and move on.
to the conference championship. Where, to be honest with you, at this current point in time, I have no clue who they're taking on. <laughs> Looked on the website before, came on the podcast, and tried to see if I can find any information, any pertinent information, that can possibly tell me who won these games. And so far, I don't have anything. And so, like I said, we are going to definitely do some kind of mini podcast on the 7th. Or not the 7th, but this Saturday. And this Saturday, you'll hear who they took on. Or if... There's even, I don't even know. <laughs> we're gonna say who we're gonna see who they who they're taking on, and who they're not. Something something does have to give. You you would you would assume that the website will be a little bit more detailed. Have a, but but you know what? Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Bro, could have brown. No, see, they have not updated it as of yet. It does not help. It does not help at all. Yeah, game's still to be determined. So until they come up with that information, then you'll get a special podcast on Saturday. Because you know what? Also on Saturday, I'm going to do you guys one better. And we may have a special draft day breakdown. And we'll get we'll break down the draft. We'll talk about the Hollywood Browns game. We'll talk about the next event. I've, listen, if you guys have not come to check out these games, you have to come check them out. Like, food is good. They sell burgers. They sell hot dogs. They sell they sell chicken. <laughs> they, sell, they sell chicken wings. Oh, they sell all oh, the fries are amazing. Gatorade waters. Um, DJ's, the DJ's out there. He has the crowd hype. He has the, he has the, he has the players hype. Um, the home crowd and the away crowd. So if you have a spare $10, come out to Joe Carterfield and... Come show some support to your local amateur league and enjoy. Enjoy some good hearty football while there's currently not football to be enjoyed. But as as we're talking about still, as you know, local sports, local environment, the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat... Gave us all a scare there, didn't they? They <laughs> they allowed Shola to go up on them three to two, and forced themselves to have to win two games back to back, one on the road and one at home, to move on to the next round, where they'll be taking on Drake Cakes and the Toronto Raptors. And we all know about Drake Cakes. Like Drake Cakes is he's he's the one that's up and and and, and he's causing a ruckus and he's getting and he's getting in people's faces and he's clapping in people's ears and he's causing turnovers, you know, and he's dancing and, and he's looking like he's having a good old time. But I don't know I don't know I don't know if he's having if he's having as good as a time. You know, as you would if he was to go to Capone's on a Friday. You know, so you know what I say. If you're trying to figure out what to do on a Friday, stop worrying, stop thinking, head down to Capone's. (laughs) 
that's in downtown Fort Lauderdale where you'll find DJ Scepter. He's going to be mixing in the lounge room. You'll be able to start dancing. You can start drinking with DJ Scepter every Friday. That's from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, bring your sexy. Fellas, bring your swag. He's going down to Capone's. Wait, there's more. Trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday? Find DJ Scepter at O'Malley's, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. What about on a Thursday? Bring the family to dine while DJ Scepter helps pass the time at Tijuana, Texas in Coral Springs from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. DJ Scepter playing everywhere you want to be. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras, bachelor and bachelorette parties. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. To reserve DJ Scepter, go to bookings at djscepter.com. back to the final segment of the mighty sports podcast yeah we're still here i'm still telling t taylor you should still be listening on soundcloud or either on TuneIn radio and i don't know if, if i want to continue to go into the heat but we're gonna we're gonna continue to go into this heat a little bit more i i, I couldn't believe that the heat allowed charlotte to go up on them three two and and seriously I'm not going to lie to you. Heat fans down here were scared. They were scared. They were scared. They were scared. Even going into game seven, they were still a little nervous. They were still, they were still hoping that their team would come, come and take care of business. Hoping. Not expecting. Right? But hoping. And we all know this. And, and, I've, said it, and, I, and I've, we've said, I've said it before and I'm going to keep saying it again until they get eliminated. Or they prove me wrong. The Miami Heat on my dog horse... For the Eastern Conference, period. I think they are the one team that can beat the Cavs. Do I think they can beat Golden State or any other or, or any of those other teams? No, I don't think I don't think I don't think any team in the East can beat the two top teams in the West, which is San Antonio Spurs and Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm sorry, San Antonio Spurs and the Golden State Warriors. The only team that they possibly can beat is the Oklahoma City Thunder. That is the only team. Just like, just like when, when Oklahoma City faced the big three before and, and, and after a year after they lost to, after the big three lost to Dallas, I was like, this is a perfect storm. If there was any team that the big three was going to be, it was going to be these, these mini three. Like these set of young guys that had no clue what it, what it was like to go through NBA ground or what it took to be in an eliminated position. Which takes me why I'm kind of glad that the Miami Heat put themselves in that position because even Dwayne Wade, even your own leader... Said to yourself, said to himself, that really what it was, it was the unknown. It was the unknown where normally before, and he didn't even, and, and I don't know if anybody else caught this. He didn't even mention LeBron James by name. He said the other guy. He said, he said, yeah, when we had one, when we had some of them other guys, when we had the, uh, that other guy. He doesn't mean he doesn't see, which I which I really find funny, when LeBron James is always quick to talk about how he like he wants to team up, and he's like, yeah, me and Wade this, and me and this, and me and my boo this, and me and my babe this, and me and my babe that. Yeah, I said Bade. Like Bade. Like Bay and Wade. Bade. Like, so me and my Bade this and me and my Bade that. Like, like LeBron be looking like the ultimate side chick. Because Dwayne Wade be like, yeah, I don't know that broad. Like that other guy. <laughs> that other person. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Dwayne, what do you think about what do you think about possibly, you know, LeBron saying that you guys can team up, you know, and, and make like another big three somewhere else? And he's like, I'm worried about this team and this current situation. And that's currently it. I have no clue what this other person's saying. I don't worry about any of that shit. 
Once again, pardon my parlez-vous français. Voulez-vous avec avec moi ce soir? I'm just saying, sometimes I got the creeps all over the place. So, I'm, a, a worried part of me is that picking them as my dark horse, I'm glad that very early on in the playoffs, in the first round, that they were able to put themselves in an elimination position because they didn't know what it felt like. And it's better to get it out of the way against talent like Charlotte versus having to do it against talent like Toronto or talent like 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 Cleveland because at that point in time, it's too late. Like Toronto, you may be able to squeak by it, but Toronto has been in losing positions before. They are kind of already know. Remember, remember, Miami wasn't in the playoffs last year. Toronto was in the playoffs last year being eliminated. Knowing what it felt like to be eliminated, knowing how to how to muster up whatever last bit of energy, skill set, take care of, you know, the every possession matters mentality that it's going to take to move on to the next round. And... That is definitely something that that's definitely something that you can only get with experience. And now the Miami Heat players have experienced it. So now I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with it. Because now in the close games, or if they go down to to, to Toronto, now that now that that panic or that feeling of uneasiness should no longer be there. Whatever was there before shouldn't be there. Because now you've been here before, it's just a different opponent. And it doesn't matter who the opponent is, like it's it's basically the same steps. Take care of the ball, execute and make your shots. You know what I mean? Play defense, hustle, give everything you have, leave it on the court. I want to see you killed over like Kobe Brown in his last game. And, 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 and believe it or not, yeah, that's going to be a reference for a while. Like, when, when, when they talk about giving it your all, they're going to be like, yo, I want to see you like Kobe Brown on your last game. Like, like completely out of breath. Like, Kobe Brown on his last game in a meaningless game gave everything he had to give the fans one more spectacular feat of his Kobe-ness to drop 60. Exhausted, killed over, hand, hand on, his, on his broken, beaded, down weathered knees the oldest man in the game on the court I should say <laughs> at the time so they know now what it takes and with that knowledge if they are the team of destiny to come out the east then yeah they're gonna need it against teams like they're gonna would have had to need to go through this early to pass again to pass teams like Toronto to get through teams, to get by, squeak by teams like Cleveland, to be able to face teams like Golden State, San Antonio, to say that, hey, this young team, not only did they make it to the finals, but they did pretty well, and then Hassan Whiteside is going to play good enough to, to demand a max contract and a poison pill from somewhere. And I did not see this Cleveland score, but it seems like they are going to give me a quick recap of it later. And you know what? If I can get this Cleveland game on the telly real quick, we may go into this. So, like I said, so as we're talking about NBA playoffs, right? Because that's that's generally what we're talking about here, is, is the NBA playoffs. And... We've, we've already covered Golden State and talked about what we think about them. And how they're just doing incredible feats. Granted that, like I said, coach, player, MVP, just, just missing. There's all kinds of places for vulnerability, but yet they still manage to keep trucking ahead. And I know it's, it's a testament to their team 
and and but but it's not but it shouldn't be something that's held that that's used to diminish Stephen Curry. Like the team is good and your team should be good. Cuz like I said like I'm sorry that Stephen Curry and go, the Golden State Warriors are doing what they're supposed to do while teams like the Houston Rockets or just going on, onto the court and collecting a paycheck. Like I'm sorry. Like you you can't like that. I, I can't you can't you can't force me to apologize for them being good and them executing well. So like I said, they'll give me a highlight or two from this. From this, from this Chicago, not Chicago game, but this Cleveland game. And we're going to have the, and so now we're going to have Miami versus Toronto. We're going to have Portland, like I said, still versus Golden State. And tomorrow, that's going to be tomorrow night. We're going to see if possibly Portland can, I don't know if I can see, if I see Portland, I see Portland maybe squeezing out one victory, one victory. In Portland, I I I don't know, but but you know what though I've I've been. I personally. I've I've been looking over Portland. I've looked over Portland this whole entire season. I'm not gonna lie to you. If you listen to some of the earlier podcasts, you know if we were able to take this back in time, you'd you would even hear me questioning. What was possibly even going on in Portland? That would cause all of their stars, you know, all of their players to leave like that. Like I said, it, it wasn't like it wasn't just Lamarcus Aldridge. Remember, it was it was Nicholas Batum, and it and it was it was Wesley Matthews, and it was Aaron Afalo, and it was and it was um Brooke Lopez. You understand? Like that that team was gutted, and I don't think anybody really had them coming this far. Like that's what let me know how how great Damian Lillard is, is probably going to end up being, you know, and. And how much he is really underappreciated to make that team good. The Plumley, like I said, but Plumley is another athletic freak of, of a center. Like just, just springs for days. Like I said, we're 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 at the stage now where you can get away with being a springs for days kind of center and not have any real skill set because that's because they're just looking for you to do some springy ring protection, rebounding kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if this is going to be a good matchup for Portland either. If they're doing like if they're doing this, and then we're talking about, and then we're also talking about Stephen Curry said he possibly wants to come back in Game Three. If he comes back for Game Three, I'm not sure if Port like if if Port if Golden State goes up two nothing, and Stephen Curry is coming back for Game Three, I honestly see a sweep. But I don't want to be disrespectful to Damian Lillard, and I'll and I'll give him four to one. Like I said, I've been disrespected to him all season, and even I think four to one is disrespectful. But I, I think I think this is where they may be outgunned. But like I said, the road games is gonna tell a lot more to me than how Golden State plays on their home court. And listen, why are we why are we talking about home court, real quick? Let's let's I I do I do want to talk a little bit about the draft, and and it's not gonna be much. It's not gonna be much at all. As I did end up finding out this goalness um this Cleveland and Atlanta game. It looks as if Cleveland took the first game. Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. 
Cleveland jumped out into an early first quarter leader. They were up by 11, 30-19 in the first quarter. Maintained that um, to a 10-point lead and a half. Um, seems that Atlanta would close the gap a little bit. And, yeah, I don't see how this game was close. They said it was a close one in, in Atlanta. But I don't see how this was ever really that close. So it seems that they would close the gap a little, just a little bit. Bring it in within four. And then Cleveland would open it back up, finish it off with 11. So I guess it must have stayed around like a four-point game for a good portion of the evening. Probably the fourth quarter. And then, yeah, Cleveland closed the door. I don't know, something about Atlanta. Like I said, there's always been something about Atlanta that is always not able to really get over the humps. Like Atlanta has been getting to the second round since the days that Josh Smith and, and Joe Johnson and... um. What was that guy's name? Former Knicks head coach. Um, I'm not going to dwell on it. <clears throat> so, as we talk about the, the NFL draft, and I don't, I don't, I'm not going to talk about the draft much because we're going to break it down the first. We're going to break it down. We're going to break down all the teams that we spoke about a little bit more on Saturday. Give us a little bit more time to see if any of these guys have, have signed contracts, if any of them have been released by this time. We're going to give an overall grade, probably, most likely, maybe, maybe not. But more than anything, what I wanted to talk about was Thursday night's fiascos, right? Just a little bit about the NFL is that automatically I would have to say to myself or to you guys, <laughs> I have to say that I believe Dallas would have won the first round to me because... A lot of people gave up a lot of stuff to go up and get the number one and number two quarterbacks. Dallas didn't get give up anything for the number four quarter for the number for the number one running back to fall into his lap while he has playmaker Brian and gunslinger Romo back there. You know, like this is this is a splash move in all kinds of levels. And Ezekiel Elliott, I believe the draft pick's name is. And his fashion came there with a belly shirt. I know that was more of a football fashion than it was like fashion fashion, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I really don't understand these kids nowadays. <laughs> I know it just sounds weird. And but I think Dallas absolutely won won the first round. And even as we sit here still. I still have to ask, is, can, I, the balls on Sam Bradford, wow, like, wow, he wants a trade, so we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but, but, the, but the audacity of this guy, and then, <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't going to leave you out, Miami. Smoke weed every day. Thank you for listening to the show. Stay blessed. Stay tuned. Don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Don't forget to check me out. Bars closing down. Facebook. Sun's out. My T Sports. 
Where are we going for breakfast? SoundCloud. Don't want to go far. Mighty Sports. Rough night. Tune in. Mighty Sports. Die, baby. Die. Mighty.